Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. This is the last official Coffee Hour segment of 2019. Yeah. I mean, we have wow. we have the 12 days of Christmas starting. It's not really, it's not so, really the day of Christmas tomorrow. It's Christmas Eve. Days so of Christmas. Shh, don't tell anybody. It's <laughs> but it's all about hymns. So. It's the Coffee Hour, and it's only right. half an hour. So <laughs> <laughs> don't trust our math. We're, <laughs> I didn't study this, math. Did you study? I, no, I took I like the, art. the math. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're speaking of art. Uh, we're going to take a look at one of the articles in the Lutheran Witness, particularly related to art and Christmas and Lutherans. Um, art that uh, that found its beginnings with Lutherans. Is beginnings? Is that the right word? Sure. It's Go Genesis with, it. with with Lutherans. You're the one that studied uh, communication. <laughs> 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 the, the December issue of the Lutheran Witness, uh, wonderful article, Chrismon's Signs and Symbols Worth Studying uh, by Megan Schultz. She's the uh, the owner of Red Letter Art and Design, which you can find on Etsy. And it's a good way to get oh, in touch boy. with her, too. <laughs> so joining us by phone, Megan Schultz, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. Thank you for having me. I want to know... Okay, before we get to Chris Mons, I want to know about Red Letter Art and mm-hmm. Design, because um, we're going to talk about Chris Mons for a good, what, 12 minutes here. Yeah. But... Okay, sure. Um, so Red Letter Art and Design is my Etsy shop that offers sort of uniquely Lutheran uh, artwork that I've done, decor and uh, cards. There's Christmas cards, there's Lutheran greeting cards, and there's also liturgical calendars, which have quickly become the number one selling item in the shop. Um, I offer liturgical calendars for the one-year lectionary and the three-year lectionary, and it's been really encouraging for me to see how people are using these as a learning tool in their homes and churches and schools and Sunday school classrooms um, to teach the church year. And so that's kind of that's kind of what my shop is and what I offer. There's some really beautiful stuff on there. And you can uh, plug for your Facebook page, too. Um, even if you're not in the market to buy anything, if you just follow the Facebook page, there's some beautiful stuff you can see. And those those liturgical calendars are really cool um, to, to be able to put Thank that you. up um, and, and be able to follow the, the liturgical calendar. Wouldn't that look nice awesome. in our studio? It would look nice in our studio. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Spending money on Etsy. Uh, but anyway, um, so Christmas, um, this is something uh, it's it's been everywhere. Everywhere this year in Lutheran stuff. I don't, I'm not sure why, mm-hmm. um, but I'm very happy about that because they're they're very cool. So what mm-hmm. what is what is a Christmas and where did that name even come from? So the word Christmas actually comes from two words. It comes from Christ and monogram, mm-hmm. and this is so perfect because that's exactly what Christmas are. They're a symbol or a monogram for Christ. That's pretty straightforward, and I, I'm kind of obvious, but I'd never even thought. Now, is it Chrismons or Chrismons is the question. I say Chrismons. I've heard it Chrismons more so than Chrismons. I think it's it's like Christmas, how mm-hmm. we have the, the S you yeah. know, versus the V. It's kind of Chrismons. Chrismons. I, 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 I can't. I didn't make up the word, so I can't say with any kind of authority that that's exactly what it is. Well, that is true. And as I was reading the article, the word crimson comes up as we're talking oh, about man. the color. So then there's crimson and crim- Cri- Chris- Chris- that, crimson. And then, and crimson? Yeah. 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 I know. That happened mm. while I was reading it. Yeah. And the word Christmas, crimson, and crimson. Yes. It's all, 
it's a lot. It's all in that family. <laughs> so however you pronounce it, it's fine. It's Got all, it. Okay. It's fine. It's not the uh, important part. <laughs> so we we have these Christmas, um, these these uh, letters and, and symbols that tell us about Jesus. But where where did these start? How did this actually become a thing? So Christmas were first developed by a woman named Frances Kip Spencer in 1957. So they they actually haven't been around all that long. Mm-hmm. Um, she lived in Virginia and went to church at, um, I believe, in Danville, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And she thought that the traditional brightly colored Christmas ornaments weren't uh, fitting for a worship setting. So she started to think about how to reflect the Christian faith through ornaments. And so the first ornament was the Greek... High row. That's the that symbol that looks like a capital P with an X going through the bottom half, and that's the monogram for the Greek word Christos, which means Christ. So these chi rows, along with crosses, is what decorated the first Christmas tree. And as the years went on, uh, the collection grew, and now there's a lot of different symbols for uh, these Christmas that symbolize the life of Jesus and his teachings and his ministry. This really has a lot to say about, you know, dedicated parents and teachers or, or, or just mm-hmm. baptized children of God. You know, she saw that the ornaments that they had on the tree weren't you know, really fitting, weren't uh, fitting for a, a worship space for a sanctuary. So mm-hmm. took that right. to heart. And and now look around in, in so many Lutheran sanctuaries and you see chrismons mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. That says something about mm-hmm. some grassroots efforts to uh mm-hmm. you know to to being wanting to be faithful in in all that we do that's that's very interesting all right so um w- tell us about some of your favorite chrismons and what you see on what might you see on a chrisman well there's a common one actually i was at my church last night um helping to decorate for christmas so all the chrismans came out which i thought how timely because that article just came out and you know <laughs> now i'm doing this interview with you guys and <laughs> one of the ones that i recognized um there was a few of, and I think that this is really common in churches, and uh, not just at Christmas time, but throughout the year, um, there's the dove. I mean, everybody's seen it, right? But there's a couple interesting things about it. So the dove represents the Holy Spirit, and the Bible tells us that at Jesus' baptism, the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. So when the dove is pointing downward, it's a symbol of the Holy Spirit descending from heaven to live in us. And sometimes you'll notice there's a circle around the dove's head, which is called a nimbus. It's not floating above the head like a halo. It actually goes around the dove's head, and it's a sign of sanctity. Um, It's often also seen around the heads of Mary, Joseph, Jesus, and the angels in Christmas artwork. Um, But when a nimbus is shown around anything representing God the Father, the Son, or in this case, the Holy Spirit, like the dove, it often contains three rays within it to represent deity. So in in Christmas artwork, you might notice that those circles or those nimbuses around the the heads of Mary, Jesus, and Joseph are there, but only Jesus has the three rays within the nimbus, and that's because that's showing that he's God. So any part of the Trinity that's shown in artwork, like this Christmas dove, has the three rays coming out from the head that's all contained within the nimbus. Hmm. 
That's fascinating. Yeah. That's that's the easy way to tell when you're looking at stained glass window too. If you're not sure who the people are, yes. the one with the nimbus is right. probably Jesus. Right. <laughs> well, they all have. So the right the, the nimbus is just a circle around. But if they have the three rays coming right. out of the head, then yes. that one, yeah, then that one's Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are, what are some of the and other ones? Sorry, go ahead. Well, the, um, another common one that I saw was the crown. I think everybody has mm -hmm. Christians of crowns, and that's a symbol that Jesus is king. Um, it shows that Christians believe Jesus is the ruler over heaven and earth. And as the Bible says, of course, he's king of kings and lord of lords. Um, that's also in Handel's Messiah, right? We can all <laughs> sing that phrase together. <laughs> um, so that's what the crown is. Um, there's also the fish, um, which I think people tend to think means it comes, you know, it comes from that part of the Bible that says, I'll make you fishers of men. And that's really not what the origins of that um, are. So the Greek word for fish is ixis. And in the Greek spelling of that word, it's an acronym. And it represents the first letter of five Greek words that in English mean Jesus Christ, God's Son, Savior. And in English, this acronym looks like capital I-X-O-Y-C. So maybe you've seen that on your church's Christmas, that I-X-O-Y-C. Again, those are the English letters for that. I don't know how to say the Greek <laughs> letters, so I'm not going to butcher that on air. But um, that I-X-O-Y-C often accompanies the fish symbol because that is, that's the acronym that stands for fish in Greek. So early Christians who were subject to persecution used this code to identify themselves to each other, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. And I know those are some of the ones that we have on our tree too. I know we have um, a bunch of crowns that you kind of have to like find a good branch to stick it on because <laughs> it goes yeah. around the branch. <laughs> and I know right. we have some fish. We have a lot of the, um, the cross with orb um, that has the cross and it's like yep. sitting on top of a, of a globe kind of thing. Um, yeah, there's just, there's a whole bunch of them in there. They're all very beautiful and very sparkly mm -hmm. usually um a lot of glitter mm -hmm. <laughs> which right. i happen to love <laughs> uh, but is is there a significance behind um the materials or the colors that are used for these christmas so they're all i, I mean there's a lot of different types of christmas um so they can be made out of all different types of materials but th there is a lot of significance to the colors um there's, there's usually white and gold because white is the color for purity and gold symbolizes value and worth and God's majesty and glory. So there's a verse in Isaiah that says, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall become white as snow. And white is also used at Jesus's transfiguration. In Matthew, it says that his face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as light. And in Revelation, heaven is described as being paved with gold, and Jesus is described as wearing a golden sash when he appears in glory. Also, gold is valuable. It's expensive. It used to be something that only royalty could afford. And so the gold speaks to God's majesty and splendor because, again, he is king. Um, and while we're at it, the Christmas tree itself is an evergreen because evergreens remain green all year. So this is a symbol of eternal life, right? They don't go dormant like other trees. And we use white lights on the trees to symbolize Jesus as the light of the world. That is fascinating. <laughs> I love decorating yeah, trees. Yes. Do it, right? <laughs> exactly. So who can make Christmas? <laughs> 
We and we have about one minute <laughs> <can> left. <laughs> I mean, anyone can make Christmas. It it kind of depends on uh, who's going to. Yeah, how much time you have um, and what you want to make them out of. I mean, you, you can really use a whole different variety of materials and things like that. I don't, I don't personally have any recommendations for books um, on on you know how to make these, but it's really it's all over the internet, and I'm sure that there's plenty of ladies at church who are familiar with how to do this and you know kind of have fun with it and, and give it a try. I could just go on Etsy to Red Letter Art and Design and find some there, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Actually, the the the, uh, the symbols that are used in the article that I did for Lutheran Witness are available in my shop. So there you go. Or yeah. can I just can I just yeah. buy the crim- the Christmas already made on Red Letter Art and Design? You can find them online. Yes, I have. <laughs> they well, do exist. Are, yes, yep. They, they are there, yes. So it's redletterartdesign.etsy.com. And there's they have a series of three of them that represent the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Awesome. Nice. Well, thank you so much, you. Megan, for being our guest on the Coffee Hour, the last segment of, of the Coffee Hour for the year. Thank, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> now I have a challenge. Try saying Crimson Chrismans. <laughs> Even though Christmas yeah, aren't Christmas Christmas. in there too somehow. That's right. Crimson Christmas Christmas. <laughs> oh, a very blessed Advent and Merry Christmas. Uh, yes. Thanks for being on the coffee hour. Thank you so much. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.